ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. This is Black Bookers for Monday, the 23rd of October. Thanks for your company. Let's make a start, and we'll go to Eagle Farm as our uh, centre for finding three to Black Book uh, from the weekend's racing. We raced on a good track, uh, a perfect surface, as has been the case at Eagle Farm for many months now. And look, I'm very bullish about the Black Booking a winner. Her name was Cotty. She was good to us. We selected her. But the win was, was outstanding. Let me take you through it because she's only a relatively lightly raced mare. In fact, this is her second campaign, her second racing preparation for Tradermark Curry. And uh, she uh, ran first up uh, just behind a midfielder, Doomben, then ran a really good race in Toowoomba on their Wheatwood Cup day, found the line very strongly. And her third run back, she went to Eagle Farm Ange Jones rode her, and she was able to dictate up front and prove too strong. That was over the 1,500 metres. So fourth run in on Saturday, she went to a mile class six. So to be fair, it was a significant class rise on that benchmark, uh, or that class three that she won at a previous start. And things didn't go to plan either. I think the, the idea was to not ride her right on speed, but have her maybe one or two pairs back. But she didn't begin all that well, and that's probably something we don't like to see. But she settled about third last, and there was no tempo on. So the odds were against her winning. But not only did she win, she won well. And her sectionals back this up. Now, this these sectionals are at the end of a slowly run mile race. 33.25, 22.14, 11.51. Overall time, slow, 137.07. But the last 600 leader to win her, 34.28. She's run about a second faster. So not only did she overcome a pace bias, she handled the class rise. That was only her 10th start for a fifth win. Now, there's an ideal race coming up. She's still eligible for a class six at Eagle Farm in a fortnight's time, 1,800 metres. What a great uh, next start that would be for her, Coddy. And ultimately, you'd like to think she could measure up to a race like the Wave in early January, being a four-year-old. So I think she's... Uh, well, not only set for a good campaign, she's currently enjoying a good campaign, and I think she's got a great chance to complete the City Hat Trick next time she steps out. So, black booking her with a, a fair degree of confidence. Cotty, she's a good mare. Great House is a horse, um, I suppose, in contrast, is an older horse. Maybe his best days are behind him, but in saying that, his two runs here in South East Queensland, this campaign have been good. He ran fifth of 14 behind Steely first up, that was at the 1,400 metres here, found the line well. It was almost a red flashing light run. He ran second up at the St. Rita's Cup on Saturday at the mile. Uh, his custom is to get back and run on, and he ran on powerfully again, this time beating Alba, his stablemate Shibley. And we know Shibley's in a purple patch of form, so it was no disgrace to be beaten by Shibley, but he got to within a length of him. His sectionals were good as well. Now, I noticed there's a benchmark 90 at 2,200 metres coming up at a fortnight's time at Eagle Farm. He'd have to carry a bit of weight there, being a 98 Raider. So I'm interested what the Wallace Stable does with him. Do they maybe even contemplate sending him back to Sydney? I know he's uh, rising eight. I know he hasn't won for some time. But in isolation, these two runs this time have been good, particularly that run on Saturday. So I'm watching for him third up, whether it's Brisbane or Sydney, great house. And the last one to Black Book out of the Eagle Farm card is a fairly lightly raced five-year-old called Colleagues, trained by David Van Dyke at Sunshine Coast. Ryan Maloney had the ride first up on Saturday. Now, the distance 
uh, certainly seemed too short for him, 1,400 metres. But there was specking for him, I noticed, in the fluctuations leading up to the race. At one stage, he was 15 down to 11. As we know, this was the race won by Corf Castle, beating a Vocador. No split them, and there was a protest ultimately dismissed. But the feature of the race was, or one of the features of the race, was it was run at a very slow speed. Very slow tempo. They ran the first half mile, I think, in just under 50 seconds. Now, Colleagues was caught three wide initially with cover behind Mock Taffy, but then Mock Taffy ripped around them and led. Colleagues was left exposed. Three wide, no cover. It probably didn't disadvantage him that they didn't go that hard, but it was a sprint home. But I thought his work late was good, and surely next time out fitter, up in distance to a mile or 1,800 metres, and because he's on a very easy mark, he's still got a, a Class 2 galloper, there might be a good race at the Sunshine Coast on a Sunday or even a city midweek. He's well worth following, colleagues. Uh, the money suggested to me that he'd been going all right privately and was ready to run a race. He did, just behind the place getters, but he can certainly improve next time out. So let's go with colleagues, Great House and Coddy, as the three to black book from the Eagle Farm meeting on Saturday. Jerry Daffy can't be with us this morning. He's on all the videos, so he's sent me through what he's had a look at and what he thinks we should be following. So write these down. We'll go to Albion Park as we do on Thursday night. He liked the run of Inconspicuous in race three and Double Up Bill in race eight. So they're the two to Black Book out of the creek on Thursday night. Inconspicuous and Double Up Bill. On the same night, of course, they raced at Angle Park in Adelaide and Weblek Flame, W-E-B-L-E-C Flame. Out of race five is the Greyhound to follow, Weblek Flame. We got Adapto, uh, the Thursday night meeting there. Doesn't often uh, head to that uh, that meeting, Jared, but he has on this occasion. So let's uh, follow Mia Magnifico at her next start or start after. Uh, certainly, obviously, impressed Jared with its run. Mia Magnifico. And one out of Melbourne. It was at Sandown on Thursday night. And the dog is called Alpha Zulu. And uh, this is a very promising dog trained by Jason Thompson. Alpha Zulu from Sandown on Thursday. So just recapping... Albion Park Thursday night, inconspicuous double-up bill. Angle Park Thursday night, Weblek Flame, Dapto. Thursday night, Mere Magnifico. And from Sandown on Thursday, Alpha Zulu. So right across the, the board from the Thursday night meetings. Let's go to Nick Burney now, racing analyst for Racing New South Wales. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you, David. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I was talking with Ray Thomas in press room. We were saying how well Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott are travelling this season. We're about a quarter of the way through the season, but they're actually leading the Metro Premiership, and you're going to black book a horse of theirs that won on debut in the Kirkham Plate on Saturday. Yeah, Shangri-La Express. Look, I know it was a, quite a obvious win, but, well, I thought it was ultra-impressive for a horse on debut to do what it did. It, it was ridden up early there. I know they only went at a moderate tempo, but even for that furlong after he was ridden up, he, he just switched off and really relaxed, and then as soon as Regan Ballas clicked him up, he immediately responded and just put the race away with such ease and relative to the day, it ran really slick time and he's well educated you only benefit from that race experience but for a two year old on debut to do how he did it I should say um, was quite impressive for mine and I think he's definitely one we can follow moving forward Is he one likely to go to the, the golden gift? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but you'd, you'd have to think he will after that effort, and um, I'm sure he'd be right at the top of the market. Tell us about how Lions Roar is going, trained by John O'Shea. He had his third run this time in on Saturday in the, in the Big Dance wildcard. 
Yeah, this is a horse that I think's just ticking over quite sneaky for its big grand final. And I just think it's had no luck also throughout its preparation. First up around the last fastest last 200 of the day. Second up had no luck. And then on Saturday, just had too much to do after being restrained from a wide draw and just got too far back. Had the race shape against, but also had to make its run through the inferior ground and record a fast closing splits relative to the day. So I'm quite sure this horse is going to go to the big dance, but wherever it goes next, uh, fourth up, I think it's ready to produce a real big peak figure. So I'm definitely going to follow Lions Roll wherever it goes next start. Okay, Lions Roll. And out of the last race, your black booger is Robusto, trained by Chris Waller, of course, races in the all cerise of Ingham Racing and was first up on Saturday. Yeah, resuming from the spell, and if you watch the replay, it just had no luck whatsoever. It was actually blending into the race quite well. It's just checked and blocked at critical times, and every chance it, it built into its gears just then got chopped out again. But once it did get clear over the final 100 or so, I thought it closed off well. Go back through its profile. It's a good second-up performer. It's only going to improve over more ground, and it just might be able to find another uh, benchmark race because it did start 12... It was 12 out to $17 in the Winx Guineas um, last preparation. So if it lobs up in a another benchmark 88 or so, I think it's going to be hard to beat. So I'm happy to be with Robusto. Robusto. Good on you, Nick. You have a good day. Thanks, David. You too. Shangri-La Express, Lions, Raw and Robusto are the three that Nick Birdie has pinpointed out of the Royal Ramwick meeting on the weekend. Let's turn our attention out of what happened at Morfordville. Ben Scadden is back with us. And Ben, as you join us, your first black booker is Wiggum, is a lightly race three-year-old for Travis Dowdle, contested race two on Saturday. Yeah, look, we talked about this race earlier in uh, press room, David. Deep Float D for the winner. Looks like a very promising horse for Rich and Chantel Jolly. And William certainly made a race of it. Um, he worked to the front, and I thought he stuck to his guns really well. It was a, it was a brave effort. He only got beaten in, the, in literally the last stride. It's just a lip in it. Um, yeah, I thought he's, thought he's really good. It was, a, it was a very strong effort. I think... Um, if he can get to the to the parks track and draw the lead, then he'll be almost impossible to beat. I would reckon Wiggum in um, you know a field of this quality at least. Okay, Wiggum out of race two now. Rich Gina, I remember Brett Davis mentioning her on Saturday in our Racing HQ Saturday preview. Said she's just been struggling a little to find her best yeah. form, but you're thinking after Saturday's run, she's she's almost ready. Yeah, that's right. And I think Brett's criticism would, is very was very fair. She, um, I think, um, Peter and Belinda Blanche would would be the first to acknowledge she's been a, a mile off what we expected of her. She's you know a mare who's shown lots of different stages during her career. She's lightly raced. She's only had the twenty starts as a five-year-old, won four of them. But yeah, she had been off completely off this campaign, racing well below what we expected. But I thought on Saturday. Whatever they've done seems to have worked between that run at the start of October and this one a couple of weeks later at Morfordville. She was she was excellent on Saturday. She got a long way back, made really really strong ground to be beaten um, less than two lengths by Anilla and uh, and Karakasu. There are a couple of very nice horses. It was a good race on Saturday, but oh yeah, it was really good to see her back. And if she can follow that up and, and race the same way again next time around, she'll be really hard to beat. She was um, yeah back to the rich Gina that we know. Tell us about the run of Toast and Water in race seven. She's trained out of Gawler, only lightly raced, and she contested the, the benchmark 64. Yeah, look, she's a promising mare, this one. Um, Gary and Nicole Searle, Searle and Brown and Callan, they're um, doing a really good job with their team. and um, She's a good winner at, at Gawler in a, in a much softer race a couple of starts back, um, Toast and Water. And 
Then on Saturday, she showed that she's well and truly up to city grade. I think she was it was good money for her. She was four dollars into two dollars eighty at one stage, and um, yeah, she did a, did a really good job. Um, finished off strongly behind um, Anne Jopin. And that was a race that said to me that she's well and truly up, as I said, up to city grade. Um, yeah, if they find a similar race for her, 1,200 metres looks like the right kind of trip. Um, she'll be winning one of those metro races very quickly. And the last of your black bookers out of Morfordville is Dual Fuel. Yes, interesting run of this one, Dual Fuel for Peter Hardacre. He does a terrific job with his team, now based out of Murray Bridge. Um, Dual Fuel is another one who's had a pretty good reputation at different stages, but just won the one race this mare. And, she can be, be hot and cold. She can be a bit, little bit funny out of the gates as well. And, look, she didn't jump particularly well on Saturday, but she um, she finished off really strongly. Jason Holder had to change paths on her a few times, but she um, she got up the, up the straight very well behind the uh, the Will Clark and pair of Superior Salmon episodic. Um, I think it was a sign that, yeah, she's she's actually in pretty reasonable form, um, just kind of needs a few things to go away and maybe jump, jump a little bit little bit cleaner and um, yeah, she might be able to sneak one of these uh, metro races at, at a reasonable price. That's dual field. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, David. Ben Scadden with us this morning, looking back at Morfordville and Black Booking Wiggum, Rich Gina, Toast and Water and dual field. We go to Colin McNiff now. At Launceston on Wednesday night, Colin, your first Black Booker is out of the first race. GG City Boy just missed in the maiden. He did just miss that third uh, behind the leaders for most of the trip and hit the front of the 400 and, if anything, may have hit the front just a little too early. It was a, a bit of a sitting shot, but it was only grabbed in the last stride. He, um, it, it was a really nice win. He did look the winner. He's had four starts. He's been placed on three occasions. I think he might be going to back up this Friday night, so we could be looking for a quick return on our black book at GG City Boy. GG City Boy. Mahoko Takeo, only lightly race. Caught your eye in the third event? Four starts for a win and a second. Uh, a little bit slow to begin and worked around the field. It was only a small field, but it did do a bit of work in the first two to 300 metres. Sat outside a rumour that we spoke about a little earlier in press room. Look, it, it made the favourite really work. It was only beating the neck on the line. It was a really gutsy performance. Like the way it kept on coming, Mahoko Takeo. I think it's going to be winning very shortly. Now, Panine or Panine is the last one to Black Book out of race six. Yeah, second time in a row for Panine to go into the Black Book. It made steady ground from midfield approaching the home turn, was getting through along the inside. But just as they turned for home, it got held up for about 100 metres behind three horses ahead of it. It couldn't get a run. Eventually, at about the 150, it did get to the outside, but the leader had uh, pinched a little bit of a break. It uh, only got beaten a short head. It made ground very, very quickly in the last 100 metres. Uh, race six per nine was a really good run. It's been placed. It's past two. It's really knocking on the door. Thanks, Colin. Cheers, David. Thank you. Colin McNiff joining us from Tasmania, nominating GG's City Boy, Mahoko Takeo, and per nine for the Black Book out of Launceston. Darren Clayton, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you, David. How are you? Um, well, thanks. Pretty good reason is trained by Mark Litchwark and was run down late at Redcliffe on Thursday. Follow next start? Yeah, I think so. That run on Thursday. That was her first time she'd ever been over 2,040. Now, she's had 18 career starts now, never been beyond the sprint trip. So um, that was her first go at that. It was third up from a spell. Her first up run, she broke in the run, led them up. Second start, drew the second line and hit the line nicely. Good gate speed filly this one, three-year-old filly. 
three runs back from a spell now. Get back to the 1780 and with a good gate, I want to be on her at, her at those circumstances. That's a pretty good reason. That's a pretty good reason to, to follow her. At Albion Park on Friday afternoon, this horse uh, for Chantel Turpin and Peter McMullen, the water boy, is your black booker. It, it's probably fair to say he's been a little disappointing this campaign. I thought so as well, David. I've gone back through and just had a little bit of a look. I think there's probably a few reasons we can we can give him and perhaps a little bit of an excuse, and that's why I've black booked him. Um, there on Friday, he drew the second line, ended up in a perfect position, one out and one back. Now, uh, the run started to come. It was over the 2100 there on Friday. He looked in a perfect position. The run's come hoping the death seat horse would probably get him a bit further but um, that horse didn't do it and to to quote one of Chris's Barsby's nice little quotes there he was locked in the box and there was no racing room and he lost all his momentum and uh, he went to the line pretty much just searching for runs that never opened. Now I've gone back through, through it David like you say he's perhaps a little disappointing. He won back in March from gate three where he was able to lead throughout since that win, he's had probably about 10 starts. He's been drawn no closer than gate six in any of those. Um, gate speed horse. He's back in the draw from a few starts back now. I think we just need to see him on the front line, nice and tight over the mile. And uh, I think he can bounce back. So I'm going to stick with him, the water boy. We'll take the tip there with the water boy and Albion Park on Saturday night. Your horse to follow is Mr. Reactor. Yeah, this guy probably just finding the right race for him is probably going to be the biggest battle, but um, he gets the right conditions, he'll certainly be thereabouts. He drew outside the second line on Saturday, always looked a task on paper, away we go, drawn gate one, forty favourite, and that's how it panned out. It led and sort of set the tempo. It was always going to be tough for those coming wider on the track, so Kelly Dawson from outside the second line got into a perfect spot, really, the way it should have panned out four back the inside but the horse behind the leader rock and roll times it hoisted the white flag with about 400 to go and that left mr reactor with nowhere to go he was snookered in the run and pretty much went to the line untested couldn't get off the fence so i'm going to stick with him like i say just a little bit of a caveat there he's a rating 70 horse now so just finding the right race for him might just be half the battle mr reactor thanks darren have a good day yeah cheers david Darren Clayton joining us, nominating Pretty Good Reason, The Water Boy and Mr. Reactor for The Black Book. That is Black Book, because Black Bookers for Monday, the 23rd of October.